What really is the consequence of fear showing up in your life? Let's get into that in episode 47 of No Boring Stories. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I think that there is no bad reason for getting a bouncy castle. They're good for every occasion. We had one at our wedding, actually. Today on the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, inflatables, bouncy castle kind of things. But ultimately, we're going to talk about fear. We want to talk about what fear does in your life. What exactly is it doing? What is the consequence of just allowing fear to rule your day, to hold you back from showing up, from sharing your story. Of course, this podcast is all about storytelling and helping you share your story because when you share your story, you shape the world. But if you are letting fear rule, well, then you're not going to be sharing much. So I just want to share a story with you today that I think illustrates exactly what fear is doing in our lives. Now, we can get more nitty-gritty on this and talk about what fear is exactly and how it shows up for any individual, but I think that this result is pretty much the same for all of us, especially communicators trying to share a message to show up in this online space or on your stage, whatever your stage is. So let's get into the story, shall we? I as a teenager, was pretty athletic. I rollerbladed, I, uh, you know, biked, I played whatever sports I could. I tried out for teams and made a few teams, but then quit because they were early morning practices. Um, I made the teams like rugby and football and stayed on those teams because they had after school practices. And that was way more in my style. But no matter how athletic I was, there was always somebody that was a little bit better than me. And it wasn't just like athletics. He was a little bit better than me at a lot of things. And he just happened to be one of my best friends. This is Tim. Now, Tim, if you need to picture Tim, picture uh, Ben Savage, or is it Fred Savage? Whichever one was in the Wonder Years, one with the curly hair, you know, picture him. Um, But with the, let's say, athleticism and charm of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's basically my friend Tim in a nutshell. And everything that I did, he he seemed to be able to do just a little bit better. We would have our, you know, one-on-one battles. We'd play hockey on a rink or something one-on-one and he'd let me score four goals. It was first to five. And then just make me feel good and then he'd just go nuts and score five in a row and be like, "Oh man, that was close." And be like, "Yeah, yeah, it was." And then I'd be cursing him all the way home. So Tim and I are on this trip with our youth group. And uh, we just went on this massive bus ride to get there. It was like a 36-hour drive. It's bonkers, this trip that we went on. But we end up at this location. And at this place, it's it's just a weekend. It's just a party for a weekend. They said it was a party with a purpose. And 
look, one of the best purposes that there was was to just have a blast and to compete. And and this gym that they had filled with inflatables, so like inflatable obstacle courses, bouncy castles, giant boxing rings where you've got these massive gloves, these sumo suits. You can picture all these things, right? Maybe you've even played around in them. One of them was a bungee race. And if you just imagine uh, this inflatable thing with two lanes, let's say they're, you know, 40 feet long. And at the back, there's this inflatable wall that has a bungee cord attached to it with a harness that goes over a human's chest and shoulders and straps around their waist. Then down the middle row, so there's two lanes and a wall down the middle going all the way to the end. And down that middle row, there's this strip of Velcro. And each contestant straps in with the bungee cord and takes this small Velcro ball, the small ball with the Velcro on the the other side of the Velcro on it. And the purpose is when they say go, both contestants run as far down their individual lane as they can. And as they're going, the, the bungee cord is being stretched and trying to pull them back. And then you stick the ball as far as you can, and then you kind of, you know, you release and you jump back and you roll and you tumble and it's fun. And we see who got the furthest because they stuck the ball further away. So Tim and I see this and we go, are you up? He says, dude, of course I'm up. Let's go. So we get in there, we strap in and I'm trying to impress a girl. No, no lie about that. I mean, I've got my girlfriend there and um, she's watching and, you know, I'm not going to let Tim win and, and possibly win her heart. And so we strap in and I look at him and I say, you're, you're done. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably going to do well. You know, like he does. And we go once and, and start to run. And you run and you run and you run and then all of a sudden the bungee cord tightens and it pulls you and you can feel it getting tighter and the resistance gets stronger and I go to stick the ball down and as I go to stick it down, the bungee cord finally pulls me back and I release my feet and I fly backwards through the air all the way to the back wall, tumbling, rolling, risking serious neck injury. It's a hoot. We're having a great time. But my ball didn't stick. His ball stuck on the Velcro. He gets the first point. Second time, we say, okay, let's do this. It's best of three. So we both run. We both push. We're both grinding away, digging our feet in. We look at each other, and both of us reach to stick the ball down. Tim flies back. His feet go out from under him, and he takes the ball with him. So I lightly put the ball down on the Velcro and tumble backwards, you know, nonchalantly, like I do this for my day job. I look at him and I say, oh, it's tied. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I think you've got this. And I think to myself, I think I do got this. Then we hear the person say, ready? Of course we're ready. Set? Don't I look set? Go. We rush running. And I know I am not letting him win. Not this time, not in this event, maybe in a normal sport, maybe in like hockey or basketball or baseball or football. He can beat me. That's fine. He beats me fair and square. But in this, in this wacky thing where there are no rules, there should be no regulations. Not in this. I can't let him win. Then I look at the end of the aisle and I see that my girlfriend is there and I think I'm not just playing for her. Or I'm not just playing for me, I'm playing for her. I'm playing for us. 
She's now my wife. She's been my wife of 16 years. I assumed that we would get married then. So I'm not just playing for her or for me. I'm playing for our future. I'm playing for our family. I'm playing for our kids, for the good of the human race. I need to beat Tim in this game. That's what's going on in my mind. Those are high stakes. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating at all, (laughs) obviously. And as we're stretching and I'm pushing this thing, I see Tim reach up and he sticks the ball down further than either of us had done it yet. And then he flies back and he's out of view. And now it's just me. It's just the ball. And it's just my girlfriend in front of me about five feet from the end. And I look at her and we lock eyes and I see her mouth three of the most incredible words I'd heard her say up to that point. Beat him, babe. And I pushed and I pushed and I pushed just that little bit further to reach the end and get the ball further than he did. And then I felt it. You know, it's this moment when you push so hard through something and then you get to the end and you feel that relief. You're about to launch a product and you push and you push for three weeks and you're showing up like crazy. You're putting in all this energy and then all of a sudden the launch happens and you get through that first call or that that first product day launch and you see the bank account go up. You see the, the sales come in and you feel this relief. That's what it felt like. But first, it felt like a big old sting because I didn't just win. I actually broke the thing. I was stretching, 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 and then out of nowhere, smack, right in my ass. The bungee cord came out of the wall it was attached to and sprang back to hit me right in my tail, and I flipped forwards and rolled out of the bungee, out of the the bouncy, out of my lane, and I'm laying on the floor. And I look up, my girlfriend's looking down at me, she says, you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. And I asked, really, the most important thing, did I win? She looked at me and she said, no, you didn't. Because of course I didn't. But here's what I know about that experience. Here's what I learned from that experience. Here's what I take from that for us going forward as it relates to fear. We try to push forward, don't we? We try to take steps forward. Whoever you're competing against, you've all got somebody or something that you're competing against. And maybe that's something that someone has beat you in the past. Maybe it's knocked you down, and that's what you think that you're fighting against. But really, when it comes down to it, you're just fighting against yourself. You're the only one getting in your own way. Now, it can feel like you are attached to something that's trying to pull you back because that's what fear does. Whether fear is showing up as this sense of you're not going to belong or they won't like you or you're not good enough or you're not making a difference or you're alone in this. However fear shows up for you, what it's doing is snapping you back. Just when you feel like you're about to get ahead, fear snaps you back. That's what fear is doing. Fear brings you back to this place that you know, this place that you are whether are kind of comfortable with. Fear won't let you get ahead. You have to push. And what I'm learning is that the only way to actually snap out of what fear is snapping you back to 
is to get to the point where you break it. You break through that fear. You push through to the end. And whatever motivation, whatever it is that's going to get you to that point, get used to that. Get that in your life. In this story, you know, it's me, it's my girlfriend gave me the drive to push forward, to break through it and think that I got the ball to the end. Now, you know, the perfect ending to the story would have been, of course, I beat him and then never lost to him again. But that's not always how it goes. But when you get that motivation that can lead you forwards, find that, lean into that and stick with that. Often that's a coach. That can be somebody in your corner that you know has your back no matter what. If you have to pay for it, pay for it. Whatever it is that's going to be there for you, with you, to help you identify that fear and push right through it, get that and lean on that. Otherwise, fear is going to keep snapping you back. And this year will look no different from those in the past. This month will look just like the last one. This day will feel like yesterday. But the good news is, it doesn't have to be that way. You can snap through this. You can break through. And with a little help from your friends, you're going to make it happen. Look, when you're out there sharing your story, you know that it's going to make a difference. I know it's going to make a difference, and I am here always cheering you on. If you want that coach in your corner that's going to support you and drive you forward, help you push through that, then I'm here for one-on-one story coaching. But in the next few weeks, we're launching a new program called the Fearless Speakers Academy Group Coaching program. This is different than the membership that we had in the past that has uh, that has been let go. We're no longer doing the membership, but we're doing a seven-week course now of the Fearless Speakers Academy to be hyper-focused to identify your fears and put in very practical action steps to move through those fears and allow you to show up and share your message now. We're not going to let fear snap you back anymore. We're going to push through it together. For more on the Fearless Speakers Academy, go to alexstreet.ca and find how you can register there. You can sign up now. There's an early bird discount right now, depending when you're listening to this. But you're going to get into a room full of other people who also have a message to share, who have a mission bigger than themselves that are going to push through it and not let fear snap them back anymore. That's where you're at then we got to talk and you got to get in this space. My friends, I am so honored that you chose to spend this time with me today, that you engage with these not boring stories. And if something stood out to you today, then please share this on your social media. Go ahead, rate and review the podcast so that others can experience the same kind of transformation you have. This is No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started.